About five years ago, the ladies and I decided to buy a bird feeder. We wanted to sit in our sunroom, look out the windows, and watch the birds belly up to the breakfast buffet. It's pretty, and pretty peaceful. It took a few days and some creative marketing, but we finally got word to the birds that breakfast, lunch, dinner, midnight snack, they're all served. Just come to the bird feeder. Finally, after probably about a week, the first bird flew to the feeder. Then they did their own marketing. Soon the feeder was filled up with small birds, big birds, not as big as the Sesame Street big bird, but big birds, red birds, blue birds. Some of our regular customers are cardinals. I've even seen a few orioles and warblers. We bought a backyard birds book to check off each time we see a new bird. The birds are beautiful and a blast to watch. We're happy. They're happy. Everyone's happy. But not for long. And I will tell you more about that right after this. Good day to you, Simplify listeners. You're listening to LJ Harry, and you're listening to A Birdhouse and a Bird Feeder on Simplify. We heard the warnings from bird feeders with bird feeders. Watch out for the squirrels. The squirrels will try to eat from the bird feeder and scare the birds away. So I bought a bird feeder that looks like an acorn to hang on a shepherd's staff. The staff is made of a thin black metal. And I know squirrels are smart and I know they're savvy, but not even a savvy, smart squirrel can climb up a thin metal pole to get to the bird feeder. Can they? I thought I was so smart. They're smarter. Before long, the squirrels crashed the bird's party again. And I guess I shouldn't have gotten a bird feeder that looks like an acorn. We looked out the window while we were seated around the dinner table one night and saw a squirrel scurry up the pole and hang upside down and he threw the bird feed to the ground for all his scavenger squirrel buddies. That's not going to work. So I looked online for ways to keep squirrels off the bird feeder. And I read you're supposed to pour vegetable oil on the pole to make it slippery. Can do. I soaked the pole in oil and went inside. That'll be enough of that. And that worked for a short while until the squirrels waited for the oil to dry and they were back to their old tricks and I was back to Google. And then I read about a squirrel baffle. That's it. I'll install a squirrel baffle. What's a squirrel baffle? It's an upside down triangle that attaches to the pole just below the bird feeder. And sure enough, it worked just like Google said it would. The squirrels couldn't climb up the pole and around the baffle to get to the bird feeder. But these critters are creative. A few nights later, we saw a squirrel scurry across our screen windows in the sunroom and leap from the window and land on the bird feeder. His little squirrel feet hung on the edge of the bird feeder as he threw feed to his friends below. And I cannot say for sure, but I'm pretty sure I heard him laugh at me. Is that the best you got? So I moved the bird feeder farther from the house. Maybe that'll help. It didn't. A friend of ours heard about our bird feeder and built a birdhouse for us, so now we have a bed and breakfast for the birds, but we still have to deal with those pesky, pesty squirrels. The grand opening of the birdhouse felt a lot like the day we opened the bird feeder. The first day, no guests. The second day, no guests. Third day, fourth day, fifth day. First week, no guests. Second week, no guests. It took a while to get the word to the birds that there was a bird house. I loaded up the birdhouse with bird feet inside each of the rooms. Then I watched in horror as those squirrels scampered up the pole onto the ledge of the birdhouse and ate the bird feed out of the birdhouse. They were eating the birds out of house and home, and the birds haven't even showed up yet. When is this baffle battle going to stop? Will it ever stop? 
I snuck outside, grabbed the water hose, and blasted the squirrels away from the bird's bed and breakfast. And that worked for a few times, but they just kept coming back. And finally, we had our first guest at the birdhouse. A bird had found its way to the house, and soon he told all of his friends, and a few more moved in. The birdhouse business was booming. I could see thatch and leaves and twigs sticking out of the windows of the house. Welcome to your new home away from home, guys. And then one day, it all changed. I was in the sunroom and I saw a squirrel on the bird feeder. Then I watched in sheer joy as a bird flew out of the birdhouse to the feeder, flapped its wings, and scared the squirrel away. Who knew the birds have private security? Then another squirrel tried crawling across the screen windows to leap onto the bird feeder below when another bird, or the same bird, flew out of the house, flapped its wings, and scared the squirrel away. And that's when it dawned on me. I don't have to fight their battle anymore. They're fighting it for themselves. And while sitting there in the sunroom watching the birds versus squirrels, I realized I've just witnessed discipleship. When people are new to their faith or they're struggling in their faith, We can help them fight a lot of the battles they fight. We help them know how to live to honor and glorify God, how to pray, how to read and understand their Bible, how to fight temptation. We remind them of the value of faithfulness, faithfulness in their walk with God and worshiping together with their church family and returning their tithes to God and giving their offering and living holy and helping disciple others. Sometimes it's a battle, but it's a battle worth fighting. But as they grow in their faith, They begin to fight those fights for themselves. One young lady was struggling with her walk with God. She loves music, and she was listening to all kinds of music, some good, some not so good. Prayer was a bit of a battle. Worship was a little bit of a battle. And her parents were helping her fight some of those battles by reminding her how valuable faithfulness is to God and how dangerous the wrong music and media can be. But it was a battle. Hey, did you pray today? I roll and sigh. They could hear humming and singing songs. They knew they weren't exactly glorifying God. Some songs even glorified sin. And so the parents would ask from time to time, do you know what those songs are saying? They battled again against the music and the media that wars against godliness and goodness. And then in the middle of a mid-Ohio snowstorm, they sent her to a youth convention. And she came back completely changed. She started fighting for herself. They picked her up from youth convention and took her to prayer meeting that night. And something had changed. She walked the floors of the sanctuary praying, even praying in the Spirit. But this was pretty par for the youth convention course. What happened there certainly made a difference, but did it change her life? Only time could tell her parents that tale. In the next prayer meeting, she walked the floors and prayed, just like she had the week before, praying in the Spirit, praying for revival, praying for friends to come to God, praying for them to come back to God. And the next week, and the next week, and the next week, all the same. Her dad took her with him to the hospital one time to pray for somebody, and he overheard her praying, and not just praying timidly, but praying powerfully, even praying in the Spirit. And soon she was only listening to and singing songs that glorified God, and she asked her parents if she could visit another Spirit-filled, Spirit-led church on Sunday nights when they weren't having service in their own church, or at the very least, if she could watch their services online. Something happened at that youth convention. Something happened for her spiritually, kind of like I witnessed happen for the birds and the squirrels as she started fighting the battle for herself. That's discipleship. It's the principle of the birdhouse and the bird feeder. 
We fight for those who cannot or will not fight for themselves, but our mission is to work ourselves out of a job by teaching and encouraging them to fight the battles for themselves. I pray you're discipling somebody in your church family or your family. If you're not, start. And if you are, don't stop. It is a battle. It is a fight. But it is a fight worth fighting. And one of these days, you'll be so glad you were willing to fight for them, especially as they begin to fight for themselves. Now, I'd like to pray and ask the Lord to help us, to give us the strength to fight the battles for those who do not, cannot, will not fight those battles for themselves. And then ask God to give them the strength to fight those battles for themselves. Lord Jesus, I do pray you would help all of us to disciple somebody. Give us somebody who is hungry for you, wants to know you, wants to come to you, come back to you. I pray, Jesus, help us to minister to them and help us to fight for them. Help us to encourage them, disciple them, teach them. And at the same time, God, I pray you would help them to fight for themselves, help them to receive what you want them to receive. God, for those who are discipling somebody but may be discouraged or may feel like giving up, I pray you would give them the strength and the courage to continue. Give them the fortitude, God. Give them the determination to continue fighting. And I pray those they are discipling would begin to receive exactly what they need so they will fight for themselves. I pray today, Lord, help all of us to not only be discipled, but also be making disciples all for your glory. And I praise and I thank you for this in the name of Jesus. Amen. And thank you so much, Simplify listeners. It is so good to have you as a part of the podcast. Be sure to click subscribe so you'll never miss an episode and click share so all of your friends never have to miss an episode. And if this has been a blessing to you, please be sure to share it with somebody who may need this particular episode. Be a help and blessing to them as I pray Simplify has been to you. Be sure to head over to PentecostalPublishing.com. That link is in the show notes. You can pick up some great resources. Ten Words, a practical look at the Ten Commandments, as well as Simplify, the devotional that launched this podcast. You can pick either one of those up there at PentecostalPublishing.com or at our very charming bookstore here in Mount Vernon, Ohio, paragraphs located at the corner of East Ohio and South Main Street. Hey, all of you watching the counter, we are rocking. We're at 98,000 downloads all time. Last month alone, we had over 4,000 downloads. Thank you for making Simplify part of your devotion and your walk with God and sharing it with others. We are so close to 100,000. Join me. Continue to join me as we crest the 100,000 downloads mark, and we will celebrate and rejoice together. Next week, I want to share with you a devotion called The Lost Coin. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you next week and always look forward to walking closer with Jesus as we walk through Simplify.